Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. I have oh, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't record. Now I'm officially recording. Oh, you're recording? Oh, good. The film list. You got the list. Send it to me. The film list at gmail.com. The film list. You know what? The film list. It's an amazing podcast. And we're so happy to be a part of the DVR podcasting network. Podcast.com. And also you can email us at DVR podcast.com at Gmail or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the Twitter DVR podcast. What is, what is it, Axel? What is uh, it? You know, I I don't have the tw- I don't have the Twitter up and running, man. This is a slow rollout, bro. This is a sl- I'm rolling it out slow. We're doing with the leftovers. Right, okay. We're doing this, and uh, so for now, it's still filmlist at gmail dot com. Send a list. To, uh, yeah, you gotta send a list if you got one. Send it to us. You know what I mean? Exactly, Jelly Bean. And today we're going to be talking about Twin Peaks: The Return. Ep- Episodes one and two, so spoilers for episodes one and two. And we might take a uh, dive down memory lane and think of new memories and old memories and talk about TV, the golden age, and what's going on the last few weeks and what's been happening. So some nice Heath and Axel talk, if you will. But I want to get down to brass tacks. Before we begin talking about Twin Peaks, The Return, Axel, I want to know, when you watch Twin Peaks, what was your fandom? Were you one of the original watchers? Watch it late, and then I'll fill, you know, and then we'll, just to give our listeners a little background on our Twin Peakums. All right, baby. Whatever that is. My Twin Peakums. Um, so, basically, I was, uh, when Twin Peaks came out, which was 1989, I was a like i guess a what is it a sophomore in high school do you call it a sophomore what do you call that you call it a sophomore oh well, okay. yes a sophomore yeah i yeah, guess it is I guess, yeah. yeah okay freshman so yeah i guess it's the same thing in high school um yeah. uh and or 10th uh, grade 10th grade right exactly 10th grade um and uh i was really into tv um i watched like I do now, I watch like almost every single pilot. I was so into everything. You know, if I had could have I podcasted, I would have. I talked about shit with friends. I heard Twin Peaks was coming out. Um, I was a huge David Lynch fan. I thought the guy was crazy and weird. I had seen Blue Velvet. And I just thought this guy is so strange. I can't, I can't believe this is even going to be on television. And I told my whole family about it. And my mom had, I think, heard about it. So she was like, okay, let's watch it. And we all watched it as a family. Me, my sister, who's about a year and a half younger, my brother, who's four years older, my stepfather, Sandy, who at that time was like, I don't know, in his late 50s or something, uh, and my mom. 
and uh, we watched the whole season. I guess it was only like eight episodes, right? Eight or nine episodes. Yeah, yeah seven or eight. Ep- I think eight episodes. Yeah. So we watched the whole season together as a family. Which, wow. Yeah, which was really fucking weird because kids, to, you know, you might watch that today and think it's not. It's like you see more stuff on a CW show, but for that time, it was like so loaded with sexuality and innuendo that that was kind of a weird show to be watching with my family. Um, but you know, we kind of, you know, you like you do back then. I kind of ignored that <laughs> and we would talk <laughs> about the mystery. Um, but then in season two, it trailed off and my sister and I ended up finished watching it. Um, and everyone else kind of gave up. Um, and then later I saw the movie, of course, I think I saw it in the theater. Um, and I, I've watched it again a couple times. I've, I've never, I've rewatched the first season, but not since like 2002 or 2003 when I went to work at world of video because we had the original pilot. Ah, yes. I remember telling that story. Yeah. So I, um, once I saw, oh my God, the original pilot, I was like, I'm just going to watch it again. And so I rewatched everything. Um, I can't say I totally remember everything going into this, um, but it didn't matter because I, I gleamed a few facts, read a little bit, listened to a podcast or some kind of, and all it came back in. So I, when I was going in, I felt like I knew what I was looking for. Well, me, Axel. I did not watch Twin Peaks back in 89, 90, 91. I was in, I was a year, I was a freshman. I was watching 21 Jump Street, Cosby Show, mm-hmm. Cheers, mm-hmm. 90210. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, I didn't watch really anything like that. Um, you know, I heard about it, about the phenomenon, but I just wasn't into it. And then I heard, you know, I wanted to go see the movie, but I heard if you're not a Twin Peaks fan, you wouldn't understand. And I wasn't quite into David Lynch just yet. Uh, it, it was kind of like my senior year. Actually, I got more into David Lynch type movies and stuff when the independent movement started, when I got to college, that's when I yeah. really, uh, started. So and then when I moved to L.A. in 97, uh, my friend Tim, who I moved out with, who I went to college with, he was a huge Twin Peaks fan. He's like, dude, you got to watch it. So I almost bought the VHS collection. It was like 30 VHS tapes or so, or 30 episodes on 12 tapes or something. Uh, I can't remember what it cost, but I ended up not getting it. Uh, and then I always wanted to watch it. And then I'm, I probably told this story before, but season one so i was like like, i bought it and then i'm watching it and i'm like what is all this previously on it it, like you said it didn't have the pilot through this so i like traded it i brought it back i didn't watch it and then the gold box came out and i i know i so it was during lost when i watched twin peaks because i think me and donald had watched it kind of around the same time and that's when i did the marathon and then watched the movie so i'm gonna say 09 2010 is when i first watched twin peaks but i loved it i got the blu-ray and we since been doing a rewatch we're on like episode like in the middle of season two right now but we started watching the new series um I haven't rewatched fire walk with me because I hear a lot of what's going on. There's a lot of connections to fire walk with me. 
been said uh, to rewatch Fire Walk with me. But I'm one of the few. I mean, I've been listening to um, Bubba and um, Mork's podcast, uh, The Gifted and the Damned, and then the Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. So I was listening as I was rewatching. I've been listening to that. And then Lady Solo for my birthday. It's still my birthday, Axel. Say happy That's birthday. right. This is a bir- another filmless birthday pod, baby. Yeah, we got 18 minutes left of my birthday. But she got me the secret history of Twin Peaks, oh, the nice. Mark Frost novel. Yep. So what's funny is we're we're out yesterday, and you know I've been, you know I was into Lost, Game of Thrones, really into other shows, but like Twin Peaks. Since rewatching it with her, having a companion to watch it with. And we're kind of getting into it and, and I'm revisiting it and she's, she's super smart. So she picks up on a lot of stuff. Like I'll look, pause it to explain it to her. And she like finishes. Oh yeah. I saw that. I'm like, Oh, you did. <laughs> and we even rewatched, we watched season uh, episode three of this season just about an hour ago. And I was trying to fill her in. She goes, no, I get that. This is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, geez, I don't even need, <laughs> we both actually fill in the blanks. It's pretty cool watching it. Cause David Lynch stuff is confused, but we go to Barnes and Noble the bathroom and i the only reason i went in there because i wanted to look and see if they had the twin peaks book and i was about to buy it on amazon because it was like 10 bucks cheaper and then she looks at me and she goes you know that i was going to get you that but i didn't know if you wanted it because i guess an email came in the previous day so to make a long story short we just bought it there and she wanted to get it for me so so I, i'm going to read that but i listened to bubba's and uh mork's podcast about the secret histories of twin peaks but again there's a lot of stuff in there but i want to read it for myself uh so i'm looking forward to it but w- what i was going to say axel is we so we started you know, we know who killed Laura Palmer. And now we're in season two where you see David Duchovny as Denise. And and I'm actually, I enjoy that stuff. I know a lot of people tailed off. And I, I can understand 8990 when the Laura Palmer, that whole thing, who murdered her was a big thing. And then when it tails off. But I guess I'm one of the few people actually enjoy the other stuff because it is kind of a soap opera or whatever. But I don't know. I, I like season two. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's, it's this season will it be one of my favorite shows of all time probably in my top 20 uh because we're on the filmless you listen to the filmless live but um i i enjoy season two i don't know it's different and it's got other things but i i just i get it i yeah. I, I, I like it i mean i don't I, I didn't i didn't hate it but it's in a way a, it's kind of a different show definitely um and at certain times you can kind of tell that they're aping rather than it's spontaneous and creating, you know, and that's, that's a fine line with stuff like this and with David Lynch. And he has never, the thing about him is he's never crossed that line. He doesn't even come near it. He is an artist and even when a like eight foot tall nerve tentacle tree with a talking <laughs> brain stem on top of it is like telepathically communicating with people inside of a some sort of alternate universe plane existence lodge in the Pacific Northwest, maybe close to my house. Um, I think you're there. Are you yeah, in the Black Lodge right now? I am, dude. Uh, you totally buy it because it's pure 
And that's, he's not, you know, David Lynch doesn't front. This is coming from him and it's so, and it's just, you know, it's beautiful, you know, it's, uh, but when it's aped, like it kind of was in season two, even though a lot of the pieces were there and they were kind of like, it was like they were just chugging along on his entrails and it, it, you know, and I mean, it, it was on a network and they want to try to keep making it work and they couldn't, but then he kind of went back to the idea with the movie. Um, and I, I think really the movie is definitely important for plot points, but the movie is also important for what he really wanted to do with the series. Mm-hmm. And also I didn't even realize that because it said on, on the Blu-ray it says, Oh, and there's missing pieces from the movie or whatever. So I'm thinking five, 10 minutes. There's like 90 minutes of other footage. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even watched yet. Cause I'm so, well, Axel, I'm so used to like the director's cut or, you know, missing lost pieces or whatever. And they're like really yeah. short. So I'm like, ah, well, he, I mean, David, I mean, this is like, this is, I mean, I don't even really, it's not even like film. It's like an art piece. You know what I'm saying? It's like an artist who makes films. It's not like I would say like Stanley Kubrick was a filmmaker who was an artist, right? And he is to me the greatest filmmaker mm-hmm. of all time. But David Lynch is an artist that makes films and he'll keep, he keeps on he would keep on producing like he would make twin peaks with like a DV camera. I'm sure he may have, it may be lying right, around right. somewhere, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that. He just got all the actors. Might together. Be in, what were you saying? Might be in the green lodge. Yeah. There <laughs> where you go, you're man. at the green lodge, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm always in the green lodge. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just want to say that I think that that's, that's, that, that is an interesting point. And that's why I don't hate, the season two, but I think that it was kind of aping it. And that's, I think people, what I was going to say is I think people said to watch the movie maybe tonally because Mm -hmm. I think that this show is probably more what he wanted to make than was the original series. Gotcha. So I got some questions for you. Are you happy with that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I want to say, and I, I, but I want to say, I think the reason for that is because he, um, all the, you know, the the violent stuff and the sexual stuff and the uh, kind of absurdity of it too, and like a lot of this uh, way even people are dressed or look or anything like that is really more like his films than the TV show was. He had to kind of sanitize himself, I think, to do the TV mm-hmm. show. You know, like if you see like Dune or a lot of other, a lot of his other films, he loves that. That That's very, that's a part of what he does. So yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I love these episodes. I think they're fantastic. I'm not, I'm not, gonna i'm gonna say i have watched episodes three and four and I, I, i'm just gonna say from my point of view no spoilers or nothing i loved episode four three is so interesting four is awesome so that's all i'm gonna say all right cool 
Let's get into it. Uh, the Re- Twin Peaks, The Return, episodes one and two premiered on Sunday, May 21st. And if you have Showtime on demand or online, you can watch episodes three and four. But those will be aired this Sunday, the 28th. So. All right, Axel, we we'll get right into it. First, first thing. What did you think of the first two hours after 25 years? Yeah, I loved them, man. I thought they were fantastic. It blew me away. It was an, it was um it was more than I could have hoped for because honestly going in, I thought it was going to suck. I really thought it was going to be oh. absolutely terrible. <laughs> well, well that was my theory. I said it's either going to be the most amazing thing or it's going to suck balls. Yeah. I was like, there's going to be no in between. Um, Do you with, (coughs) excuse me, the show takes place. We hear about Montana and other places, but it takes place in Twin Peaks in Washington. We got New York, South Dakota, Las Vegas, and Twin Peaks. Now did, um, did that shock you that we're branching out? Um, Uh, Or did you want to just stay in Twin Peaks? No, no, not really. That's what that's that's part of the reason why I really liked it. Um, And that's what that's part of the reason why I thought it was probably closer to what he would make with as much money as he wanted, as much time and resources and also no notes. You know, like Showtime did not give him any notes. They gave him a bunch of money and they said, go make the episodes. Yeah. And he shot it like a movie and was editing. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's not what happened when he made the original. What happened when he made the original? They had to sit down with the effing network. Yeah. They gave him latitude, but not like this. No. So that's he's make he's making the season three he wants to make. Yeah. And I think that Uh traveling all around is part of telling a bigger story and kind of getting it out of there. So I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, I don't know any stories about him specifically wanting to do shots here and here and ABC or whatever wouldn't let him do it. I'm just saying that it's good that the story expands because if this had started out solo in a high school and there were some kids and then one of the girls or guys died and then we see some dad turn around and it's Bob. I would have been like, oh, God, this is going to well, be that, terrible. That's what I was worried because yeah. you, you're, you, you, it would have been like a made for TV film, Return to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And it would have been another murder in the small town and we see everyone old and great. That would have been it. And it's like, oh, that was fun, but it wasn't. This is inventive. This is going to different places. It's it's not doing your typical reunion show. Oh, it reboot like a lot of other shows that we you know we've talked about and that are out there that are more extensions. But like, there's not much to it. Some work, some don't. Um, it's not Fuller House. This is going way beyond and explaining and the fact that. It technically does continue. Yes, it's 25 years later, but it's picking off where kind of we ended. What is happening with Agent Cooper and all that stuff and his doppelganger 
So which love, it wasn't just like a reboot Twin Peaks, which initially I thought that's what we're going to get kind of like a reboot. And I'm glad we didn't get the made for TV reunion movie. We're getting David Lynch's mind. He hasn't done a film in 10 years or so. And um, I mean, I do find myself throughout the episode. Oh, Dr. Jacoby. Oh, there's James. Like, but I'm okay with that because it's, it's fun to see them now. And, uh, you know, I, I do enjoy that, but we're getting these other storylines now, like you have the, uh, I forget his name, but, uh, Matthew Lillard who gets accused of murder and and that whole storyline in South Dakota. Uh, do you think we're going to get back to that? Do you think that was a one-time thing with, with the bad agent Cooper, Mr. C or whatever the bad coop, whatever people are calling them. Um, New York, I think, you know, the, with the box and that whole thing where Cooper comes, he comes out of the Black Lodge and is in the box and, and that stuff. Do you think this is stuff we're going to see throughout more of these locations? Because um, I think eventually we are going to get ju- maybe just Twin Peaks or a majority of it towards the end. It's just my guess. But I think we may jump around. But do you think a lot of these storylines are going to be... Do you think that storyline when Cooper kills Matthew Lillard's wife and that whole thing and frames George, the guy she's having an affair with, do you think that's over or is that uh, something? You, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you, you, well, you, well, you're talking from just the episode two perspective, right? Not episodes mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. and four. Yeah, no, uh, no. I actually, believe it or not, even though I watched three and four, they're so on a few subjects that it's easy to put it aside. Okay. All right. Me- me- meaning there it- it's plain. It's in my head, but it hasn't, it doesn't affect anything. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight and stuff, because well, when you see them, you'll understand what I'm saying. All right, cool. Um, well, I don't know, man. I mean, there's 18 fucking episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's a loaded question. That's but... a lot. You know, I no, I mean, I think the answer is yes. I think that will well, we might go to fricking outer space. We might go to, you know, the depths of the sea. I don't know. David Lynch is crazy, man. I mean, who we might have, <laughs> you might have six episodes in a row that are in twin peaks. And then you think that's the rest of the year. And then the next six are somewhere totally different. You know, he might scrap everything yeah. in the middle by episode 10 Every character that we know might be gone, dead, or forgotten, or moved on from, and we're in a totally new story. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, I, see that he could do anything. That's very interesting that you say that because, you know, <clears throat> you see like Doctor Jacoby for one scene, okay, and you're like, is that going to be it? Are we going to see more? You see Ashley Judd playing Beverly Ben Horn's secretary. Are we? Is it just a cameo? Is she going to be a bigger part later? That's what's actually kind of fun. We don't know if they're just cameos or if they're going to play bigger parts later. You know, it, it's it's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, also, it doesn't... I, I really... Uh, I don't really care. You know? I really don't. I don't mm-hmm. have any... I don't have, I really have zero attachment and I've been thinking about this. I knew we were going to do this podcast and I've been kind of thinking about it in my head and, you know, as we do before, it's kind of mental preparation for the pod. You know what I'm talking about, Solo. 
Um, I got you, brother. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of thinking like this, I just totally trust him. And I also don't feel like this is a TV show. And that kind of frees it in my mind where it's not like I'm looking at Game of Thrones and realistically, yeah, it would be super cool if Game of Thrones did, you know, a two episode arc on Brienne, you know, but and it's only Mm -hmm. her, but there's only like 15 episodes left. So that wouldn't be really cool. I'd be kind of annoyed. But right. with David Lynch, I don't feel like this, this, it's everything, it's so esoteric. And, you know, there was a quote, I was trying to find it, um, that uh, Dan Feinberg, the TV critic, said, and it was something along the line of, uh, uh, let's see if I can go all the way back. God, I have too many freaking tweets. But anyway, it was, it was something, <laughs> al- <laughs> I know, right? It was something along Where can the- you tweet you? Oh, Axel. You, they, people Axel want to talk to with you. Yeah, but I got it. I think w Axel Foley. I, I got on lockdown because I'm looking for a uh, uh, job. Uh, anyway, he just said basically uh, something like Twin Peaks is something you feel you don't watch it. You know, you don't watch it. It's not about a series of plot points falling together. It's really all about the feeling that you get from watching it. And though I think it would be fun to go to Reddit and go online and take it apart and look into it. And at some point I might do that. I might check some things out and get into a little, but I don't feel like I'm, I really have a, um, an overwhelming need to do that because the plot points are almost meaningless Unless you're viewing how they're presented to you. Oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like if you said, um, no, actually I have the same mindset as you because I mean, I am listening to like two podcasts just to see what other people think that I respect their views of. And just to kind of, I mean, I will under, like, I don't get everything, but there's stuff. If they go too into, well, I read this online. I'm not listening. Um, like I love bald move, but they do that constantly with their podcasts and I'm okay with a lot of shows with that, but this type of thing, like, I don't want to know Reddit stuff and I don't want to know like theories and what I want to just watch it in my home, talk with you about it, talk with lady solo about it. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's Enjoy funny. It. It's funny. Cause we're doing a <laughs> podcast on it. Right. It's like, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I feel different, a little differently about podcasts, Um, because it's, you know, people, you have more time to kind of describe and, and you hear and sound is different from reading. I just mean, I just, and a lot of Reddit too, is just people like doing a quick idea, you know, or Mm -hmm. Twitter. It's not like a in-depth analysis or something. So, which we do here on the film list, motherfucker. Um, well, actually though, like we're not, we don't do recaps. <laughs> we're just, we're doing our, our thing, just talking about it. And that, that's, that's what I like, or I may have a question for you and you clarify something, but these other podcasts, they put a lot of time, they'll recap it, go through yeah. theories, fan emails. I don't, I didn't want to, I, cause I thought about that. I even contacted Donald and I, 
like before, like months ago and I was like, you know, I think we should do a Twin Peaks podcast. And then we never kind of contacted each other about it. So it was kind of like, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not, I guess at this point, Game of Thrones, Westworld. Um, I, I guess I'm more into broad discussion and talking about different themes than going in depth to every, you know, line of every show. I, I don't, I guess I'm not ready to lost it yet Yeah, on no, shows I, as much I, as I, I would love yeah. to do it. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And I didn't, it's funny you say that because I thought I wanted to do this podcast with you and kind of talk about Twin Peaks. And even if we check in later, that would be cool, you know, a couple more times in the, like after 10 or so episodes, then when it's over. Um, but I, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I want to do it so much week to week because there's absolutely nothing standard about this show. Like if you say, you know, aging, uh, aging Cooper's doppelganger enters this, uh, trailer or some weird ass fucking house. And there's like people in the corner and there's one guy who's like tall and, and there's another guy in a wheelchair. You can't, you just can't, you gotta just, I don't know. I just, for me, for this particular show, I feel like it would be so, it'd be really hard, maybe, maybe it's too hard. I don't know, but it's, I, I, I couldn't see recapping it like that because even the way people move and talk is so, and as you as an actor, that's so interesting, isn't it? The way everyone walks weird and the way they talk weird and the way the dialogue is, they kind of like wait for someone to say, it's just, it's out of this world, man. Oh yeah. Axel Twin Peaks, you know, it's just, yeah. It's, but even it's, regular, even when they say, no, I know, I know it's weird. You know, when he goes up and he says, I'd like to see when the insurance salesman or whatever goes into the lady and says, I'd like to see the show. What's that? The whole conversation is fucking strange as hell. (laughs) I know it it would be hard. And, you know, I think the extra mile to really, but like the way we like to podcast with theories and stuff, you just, this, this would be better uh, just opinions like as a whole taken apart as a whole yeah yeah it's it's not a week to week um something that i would want to tackle just because things are changing every second or every episode and it's just it it's going to take more time i think it's not your typical show where you can just watch week to week and recap and blah 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 though people are doing it and they're doing a great job with it for me I, I I need to digest it. I need to watch it as a whole before I, I mean, I love it. And I'm, I, I like, I, I really like not knowing everything that's going on. I like that. And I like that the fact that anything could happen and it's, I needed a show like this just to lose myself in, yeah. you know, not a, you know, a procedural or something that is okay. This, I, I love escaping t- into this world. Yeah, man. It's really, uh, it's it's so it really envelops you man and you really feel it's something like after you turn it off you feel like you're in you're still in twin peaks or whatever you know in that world and he just gets away with the weirdest stuff like 
just having the doppelganger have the weird long hair and be driving this muscle car. (laughs) It's like, it's so rough, but it's so weird. It's like, it's, it's out of a different time and place. It's like, you're literally watching an alternate universe where everything is just slightly askew, but it's so fascinatingly and it's not campy bad because it actually works. You know, it's just, I don't know, man, you either get, you're either getting it or you don't. And that's why I can't look, I could get, I could have an argument with someone about why they should like the Americans or game of Thrones or, you know, so many other shows, you know? Um, but like with this, I can't even argue with someone really except to say on certain different points of who David Lynch is as an artist but other than that, if you're not into it, you're just not into it. If you're not going to, if it doesn't work for you, I can understand why some people would even laugh at it. Sure. Sure. You know, like if that's, that's, and, and maybe they enjoy something else that we enjoy or whatever, but I could totally see someone looking at it like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what is going I on? You know? oh, I, I can only imagine pe- people who are diving in for the first time yeah, who maybe yeah. don't know Lynch his work and just like, Oh, Twin Peaks, it's coming back. Let me get in on the event. Or and even just like, saw the, the first, or, or even just kind of saw the first season and thought that like in thought in any way that he came from a standpoint of normalcy. And then like, if you think that he took cliches and other stuff and, and put a twist on it, then that's yeah. the act, exact opposite. He took a twist and put cliches on it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I can I understand why some people were looking for that. Um, but that's not what it is. It's not, it was never a murder mystery about who killed Laura Palmer. Initially, you know the story that he didn't want to say ever who killed Laura Palmer and that the joke was that he was on the set and they kept on bothering him who killed Laura Palmer, who killed Laura Palmer. And then he just pointed at the set director or whatever, who I think who played Bob and said, he killed him. He killed her. And that's how he became the actor who played the Bob because it's not, it's like he, I don't think, and it may have been that he, it was going to at some point. Well, from what I heard, but he's just, he's like that. Hey, I heard they were going to answer it, but not as quick as the network wanted it. And I think that's, I think eventually it was going to be answered, but they wanted to string it. You know, he, he didn't want to tell that. Kill Laura Palmer as soon as they did. He wanted to wait. Um, again, that's just from hearing podcasts and in the end though really did it even matter yeah you know like it of well, course 25 it years later yeah of course it mattered to like the story yeah. and whatnot but really it's you you see now what the whole story is you know well think about how we're we're in, in the age of tv with podcasts and reddits and blogs and whatever and how when we don't get questions answered people are up in arms and back then, I mean, Twin Peaks was a show before its time. It did things that network TV did not do. And that's why 
I think it's amazing. <coughs> um, but mystery pretty quick. Nowadays, you know, that quick, you know, like, oh, you don't get answers. People get crazy, you know? So, yeah, I mean, for them, you know, so for them to get it answered and it's like, it's, it's just said that, you know, I mean, again, it was moved around time slots and, you know, people, you know, I guess lost interest, who knows, you know, what all the real reason well, was, I but mean, it, yeah, it's network stuff, right? It's like, um, yeah, pretty much. Hey, yeah. Solo, it's like this. Imagine if the network forced Damon and Carlton to do a 10 episode mystery. Who's in the hatch? You know, and like <laughs> yeah. instead of season two of Lost starting out the way it did groundbreaking, right? Mm -hmm. It was a mystery is here. Who is in that? That's kind of what who killed Laura Palmer was because it. Oh, it, and oh, go ahead. Yeah. Please. Like the killing when the killing came out, it was like who killed Rosie O'Donnell yeah. or whatever her name was. <laughs> no, that's Trump, dude. That's Trump who wants to kill Rosie oh, O'Donnell. Sorry, sorry. But it was like Rosie Perez, or I forget what it was, and it was like people oh, like, oh, they're trying to do Twin Peaks, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wait. Oh, it's like when when Riverdale came out, and people were like, Riverdale's like a Twin Peaks on the CW, and it's like, no, it's actually, it's it's funny though because there is a connection. I don't know a lot of I've seen people write and and talk about it on some podcasts about like the kind of Archie connection to Twin Peaks. And he is obsessed with that, like, 50s, like, aesthetic, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I think Blue Velvet, it's, 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 people should, if you love Twin Peaks, you have to watch Blue Velvet because it is like a spiritual, I don't know, brother, sister to the whole series. I mean, I think that's where he got that style, that, that's like the style of Twin Peaks is kind of Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. She wore blue velvet. Oh. That was that was a crazy movie, man. Actually, there's yeah, in the like in the um in this episode in what is it the first or second episode? There's kind of a call out when they go in the trunk and there's like I don't know there's like just some something some like flesh or I don't even know what it is or like a finger or something in the trunk. Remember that? Oh. I don't know why I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a weird little moment. But um, what do you think about the plot and like him? Let's like let's let's talk a little bit about it because we're just kind of like talking about describing how it yeah, makes yeah, us feel right. and stuff. Yeah. But what what do you uh, think about him having to like his he he now has to go? So he's trapped in the red room of the black lodge, right? Well, yeah, the Black Lodge that has red curtains. Yep. And now his doppelganger is supposed to come back 25 years later so he can come out. This is kind of like I don't, if people watch The Flash, this is like Flashpoint. Agent oh, yeah, Cooper yeah. is yeah. basically trapped in Flashpoint, right? Like that prison yeah, of the Speed Force. And they what they can't occupy the same space. So one has to be in the lodge, one has to be in the outer world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's you know it's is like, that... I mean, in a way, this is connected to Lost. Everything is for us, right? 
where that place is kind of the cave, <laughs> right? Like that place yeah. is being like inside the light or the dark or whatever is whatever. And they have to, there has to be some kind of balance. So Axel, the, um, yeah, the weird, <laughs> I guess the weirdness of the black lodge and how, uh, you think about he's in another place or and there's the real world and how would he get back to the real world we talked about that it's time they have to switch places after 25 years and i I, I think about it how how could you do that and make it look i mean it's not going to look real (laughs) i mean it's it is what it is it is a weird thing and i guess just have guy appear and but i disappear uh but i kind of like that lynch is actually showing us how it's happening or or he's about to or you know how he goes in that box and stuff and but the question is what you know so i i think you when you when you were asking like the i think lynch (laughs) it'd be interesting different directors would probably do it different ways or wouldn't even tackle this issue, but Lynch is the perfect guy to show this. I just, I needed, I need more than just, I'm back in Twin Peaks, I'm back, it's Agent Cooper. I need more. I need to see him being in this Black Lodge for 25 years. What are the stakes? What, there's got to be more than your time's up and you leave. There's got to be the transformation. There's got to be something, right? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't, uh, I don't even know. Well, I don't even, what do you mean? I don't know what you oh, mean. Okay. So he's been, agent Cooper has been in the black lodge for 25 years and now he can't occupy the same space as his evil twin or whatever, his doppelganger that's out in quote unquote, the real world. Right now from what I'm getting when Laura Palm was like, I think she says it's time to go or see you in 25 years yeah. back. And then it's time for him to go. And then they have to switch places, right? The doppelganger and agent Cooper. Right. Right. One has to occupy the space, the black lodge. I'm just saying it's not like you snap your fingers and then we're going to see agent Cooper all happy in the real world. Like, I just feel like there has to be more than that. Of how he gets there is what I would like to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's that's what I mean. I think that's what we're gonna see, right? We're gonna I hope see, so. We're, we're he. I mean, I think that that's now for me. Le- leaving off after episode two, you've got it's it's kind of cool. Um, people keep on bringing up um, screenshots of uh things that happened in the first two seasons that are now like coming to fruition like when agent cooper first meets hawk he says hawk you're the kind of man that if i was missing i'd want you to come after me and yeah, find me yeah <laughs> yeah yep, i love uh, that <laughs> and that's exactly what he's doing and he knows it exactly like like when that call comes in and he uh, is talking to the log lady, and so he's right on it. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no hesitation. He knows what's up. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I guess there, there does, there has to be, I mean, I don't, I think that's why it's interesting you say that because I think that's why the box is there, right? Like, yeah, because we see him, we actually see Agent Cooper go from the Black Lodge to this box. Right, but then he gets repelled back. Yeah, that's where I'm confused. Okay, so this is what it is, right? Check it out. Okay. It's It's like a canal. It is a midpoint that then evens or it's like a pressurization tank it's a midpoint between um that place and this place and because they can't be in the same place if they are maybe something very bad can happen Mm. to the fabric that prevents these two places from being the same place. So there has to be like an airlock, you know, it's not there and it's not here, even though it's in kind of both places, but neither of them, if that makes sense. So (laughs) I think that's what the box is. No, that, that actually sounds, that made a little more clearer for me because like, like I was saying before, I, they're not just going to swap. That would be like, I'm not going to say cheating, but it would be unlynch like for them to just swap and Agent Cooper's okay, back. Now after I get 25 what you years. were saying. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I like just a drift. quick, yeah, just a quick on screen, right. like, okay, I'm back and we switch places. There, there has to be something, I don't know, supernatural. I guess it's kind of supernatural, but just something just more like, to make this happen. Okay. I, I, oh, I see where you're coming from. You know, like, you know what I mean? Cause something you know, has I'm to thinking... be achieved or there has to like the balance is more than just them. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, uh, like, okay. So if, uh, bad Cooper is just in the middle of having sex, I don't want him just to disappear. And agent Cooper either takes his place or comes to the real world. Yeah, I see that. But see, I don't think that's going to happen because they have seemed up to this point. uh, They seem to have given him agency over this turnover, over turning himself over, I should say, where it doesn't seem like he's going to um, like times up like a a video game or something. You know what I mean? Like he'll be vaporized, teleported your time's up or the holodeck's over for you. And they can yeah. just kind of bring him back. It seems that he has the ability to, now that he's in that world, they have no control over him. And that well, that's is the, a problem. See, that's the thing. It, what I'm getting at is like, okay, when you're in the Black Lodge and leaving, that makes sense that, all right, your time's up, you're going. Now, what if you're in the outside world and you figure out a way <laughs> to either prevent going back or um, it, it, is it tougher? Is is it just a snap of the finger and they go back? Or it, if you don't want to go back, do you have to fully like want to go back? But why would you want to go back? If you know, well, that's I what I guess. Well, the way I mean, my impression is that it was an agreement that was made. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Um, why that agreement was made, I don't know, because I 
I don't know if I understand this show completely, but I'll yeah, say well, that with, yeah. um, in the original show. So if you think about it, okay, so his doppelganger is Bob, right? Like that See, spirit is become him. Yeah. Th- what I'm from what I got. He's in the end of season two. He smashes his head when he sees the reflection of Bob. Okay. Now I don't know if this happened with Leland, if he was in the black lodge and Bob, you know, he, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that's what happened. That, then but that I'm was assuming, his doppelganger the whole time. Like, I, I don't know. I'm wondering what's the difference between agent Cooper getting, becoming Bob and the okay. good Cooper going to the black lodge and bad Cooper's out. Okay, versus... I, I have a I have a idea. You want to hear okay. it? Okay, of course I do. A person acts as the box, so you, each person, has a doppelganger in this other place. Okay, but Bob is using these doppelgangers and this kind of pathway to get out of this place and wreak this havoc and do whatever he's doing, which is in the, sh- in the show. I don't know. I, I, I should watch fire walk with me again. Um, yeah, I have to too. <laughs> because in the show, it seems like, okay, you get, to, okay, let's just talk about the first season. He, he, um, he is just seems like this agent of chaos and this primal uh like beast of sex and violence and whatever right mm-hmm. how do they expand on that you've been watching season two i don't remember season two as much i have to be honest with you um how do they expand on that in season two do they get into like does bob have a do, is there a purpose for being on this side that's what i'm trying to figure out right that's the larger story yeah i haven't gotten in the rewatch because i've only watched twin peaks once i haven't got to the point they're really the aftermath of the funeral and um leland palmer has died and all that stuff and now they're getting to other storylines i haven't seen gotten into the bobs rehash yet so i'm not really i'm just wondering Bob affects you like because with Leland, Bob isn't Bob was aff- affecting Leland since he was a kid. Okay, Cooper, it just happens. Like after he spends time in Twin Peaks, it happens. And now in this new show, oh, so are we meant to believe that? See, that's where it gets confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm why, so confused right now. That's why I think that's, and it makes you just want to go back and rewatch all of it. Um, because, but that was the complaint about season two, right? Is that like, this is the real story. The real story is not the stupid kids in twin peaks. And it never was. The real story is that is in like fire walk with me when all the FBI agents have been there before and that Mm -hmm. they mentioned that in the first season that other people came there before. And, uh, you know, it's like wayward pines, yeah, Windermere <laughs> also. Yeah, well, no, Wayward Pines. Yeah, my, I, 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 it does feel like that. Yeah, um, yeah it, there's, there's more to it. Right, there's a history, like, like they, so, 
I think what this show is getting to is what's who were the people who made this box? How wide does this conspiracy go? Is is this the ultimate battle of good versus evil? Is this the battle of chaos versus order? You know, like, is that why this is happening and why it took place in this? It just, this place is like a nexus point, this Twin Peaks. That's just where it kind of gets out from, you know, it's the doorway. Mm -hmm. And is Agent Cooper's, what's going on with him? Is that a special case? Is this what happened to everyone else? Or is this just the Agent Cooper case? The 25 years and the doppelganger and all that. Just not being possessed. Like from what I got from the series before Firewalk with me and before this new return is that Leland Palmer just got you know possessed by Bob and that's why he does bad things. And when he kills, he feels better and blah, blah, blah. And that's and then all of a sudden they throw in, oh, now Agent Cooper's possessed by Bob. So you're thinking, okay, now he's going to go kill someone and he's going to be just like Leland Palmer. But it's a total different thing once you add the Black Lodge and you add Bobby Briggs's dad getting up, you know, that whole thing. It starts to get deep with that with him. Like, because I'm at the point in season two where they're out in the woods going fishing and then Bobby Briggs's dad is gone. He disappears. So. And, you know, when you first hear about the Black Lodge from Hawk, and he talks about his ancestry and all that. So I'm wondering, you know, uh, you know, with Hawk's connection maybe to, to the Black Lodge and to the, his ancestry that maybe see, he I, can figure something. See, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, shit, man, I don't know. Any, I don't remember any of that shit. And I thought I knew what was going on. I got to go back and watch. All yeah, I know. So well, season two gets into that the Black Lodge and all that stuff in the woods and the experiments and whatever with the military and weird shit. Yeah, see, that's that. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to go rewatch everything now. <laughs> I'm just going to let them pile up on uh, Showtime and then just maybe the wife and I'll just rewatch everything. Do you have you have access to Twin Peaks? Yeah. Okay, good, because I was going to buy you the Blu-ray if you didn't. No, I think so. I was going to send that shit to you. Still might. Who uh, knows? Oh, man, I'd watch it, dude. But I think um, it's a, probably a good idea to rewatch, man, because I'm uh, the more that's and that's so that's so much fun because here I was saying, you know, you just feel it. And I'm getting into the plot. I mean, that's what's kind of fun about it is you can get. But that's why I kind of feel like you re, they're really you need both, you know, and, and in watching it, it's, I will come away obsessed with, like I was saying, the thing that really stayed with me is all the body stuff, man. And like just the weird way people walk and talk and move. And, and it's just so strange. I just love seeing that. And then, and then one thing I did want to mention that we, we haven't mentioned is, you know, don't go on IMDb or anything because I wanted to try to find out like a specific actor that was in it. It was the guy that was in the room with the box. And then there was another kid because I think one of those kids is going to be young Han Solo. Oh, is that kid the young Han Solo? I thought so. I think he's in another know. scene. It's not the kid in the with the in the room with the box, but he was up for oh. young Han Solo. Oh, OK. I think. Yeah, cause the- 
Well, I know I only seen the actor who plays the young Han Solo. I've only seen him in that Coen Brothers movie. Okay. Um, with George Clooney. Uh, I thought he was in one scene, but that was I don't know. So I went to look it up, and he's been so secretive that there's like. 290 cast members <laughs> oh i know and they're in there you actually i went on that because i was curious oh don't spoil don't tell me no 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 i'm not going to okay. spoil i'm not going to tell you who's on it yeah. who's not but they what they're doing is there's a list like on wikipedia and they won't tell you what character until the episode comes out oh, okay cool but you can kind of see but but i don't buy i don't want to because i've been sh- I've been shocked with how secret they've kept all this. Yeah, it's good. Like, well, I think it's because people are, you know why? I mean, I think that's a lot of times, like, I mean, it's just like, I know you're not paying attention too much to it solo. And I, I totally like with you on that. No, no, I'm talking about oh. politics now. Oh, politics. Um, politics. Yes. Um, I totally respect that, but, uh, it's just like, look, leaky ships, man. When people on a set or in a job or whatever are not happy with the way things are going and they mm-hmm. disagree with it or they think it's stupid or whatever, they're just not in on it, they spill secrets and they'll talk to reporters and people and family and they'll write comments on the inner. You know what I mean? You know people do that. But sure. when you, you as an actor know, like, but when you're like a part of the vision – you you feel you don't want to tell people because you you feel so much how it's going to be for them to experience it, you know. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. what happened with all of the actors that in, not one of them would come out and say that they were really in it, or you know what I'm saying. I know. Like everybody stuck to it, and and even after the the screening, I don't think it leaked at all. I don't think any no. critics wrote about it. Um. I, which That's was pretty awesome. Yeah, which is so fun. It's cool because, and it nobody was everybody was doing it out of a sense of like fun and it, and um like you know wanting to give people a gift of being able to see it for the first time and experience it. You know, and I thought that was right. kind of sweet actually. You know, in today's day and age, it's nice that people kind of make David Lynch happy. Like that's what he wanted, and he's a good mm-hmm. guy. You know, I mean. Yeah. Even in real life, he's like a really sweet guy and he helps people and he's, you know, outspoken on um, just basically like his message is always like love and he's, you know, he's very into transcendental meditation and, you know, he tries to have like love-ins and stuff, you know, like he's, <laughs> oh, he's just like a really open, cool guy. There's no stories of him being crazy on the set and being mean to people and, you know. Yeah, like, see, I like that, and he's loyal to his, the actors that yeah. have worked with him. I mean, he's there's people popping up that were in, you know, one of his films, and he's bringing people in, like even smaller parts and stuff. Like that, that's awesome. And as an actor, I love that because yeah. I mean, granted, you know, sometimes it's tough. You lose out to parts to people who hire people that they've worked with before, but it's understandable. But I like that loyalty. Like I um. You know, I did an All American Bikini Car Wash, and the director of that is doing a sci-fi film, and we got and we're going to read the script on Sunday for him. You know, kind of do a stage reading kind of thing. But it's you know, there's no guarantee there's roles for everyone. But I could tell by reading it, like couple of the roles, I'm like, ah, 
I mean, not to say that it was written for me, but I could play that. You know, you just know from the description and stuff. So you're hoping, you know, lo- you know, the loyalty factor there. It's it's nice, you know, to be able to, you know, get hired or whatever when you've worked with someone before and they just, you know, hire you without an audition. You know. Yeah, man. Definitely, brother. Well, uh, solo. I have to say, man, I'm kind of fading here. It's it's yeah. Uh, it's getting it's getting late here in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, I I um have had 19 cups of coffee and cherry pie, <laughs> 12 pieces of cherry pie. Um, but yeah, no. In but I also Axel on maybe on our next film list, I'd like to. Uh, you had mentioned off air talking about the golden age of TV and kind of what's going on and yeah, you know. Well, I'll just like say it do, real quick. I, okay. I just wanted to tease I'll, next week. Okay, I'll just get the point out real quick, which is just basically, I think that this is like right now or this year or whatever is the best television ever. And I love The Wire and The Sopranos and Mad Men and, you know, whatever, all these shows that are number one shows ever. But you got Leftovers, Better Call Saul, Twin Peaks now, um, Fargo, The Americans, uh, The Americans. Um, Even Heath loves designated survivor. <laughs> oh God, I kind of fell out on that dude. Yeah, I know. Um, but even on Netflix, Man. Master of None, Hulu, Handmaid's Tale, um, just like crazy great TV shows. That's just like what we just like list like six to ten shows that are fantastic. Like not. And and there's more out there. Yeah. Like we probably haven't even touched upon. I so, mean, there's so many shows on Netflix I would love to watch yeah. uh, if I had the time. So it was just like, you you know, there's a lot of think pieces written and all that about like the peak TV and there's too much good stuff and blah, blah, blah. And oh, and, you know, well, Bosch, I want to watch Bosch so bad. I haven't had time. Right. But even if you look at like that second tier of like kind of like a Bosch or even like a Homeland or House of Cards or something, which aren't, Mm -hmm. they're not really prestige TV, but they're, they're good shows. And if you take them at what they are, they're fun, you know, and they're, and they're accomplishing it at a really high production value and acting and stuff like that. You know, like Bosch is a great show and it, you know, it's done by the guy who worked with David Simon uh Overmeyer and he he worked on the wire he worked on Treme I think he worked down on, in the Treme I love Treme man you know uh, Treme. I still haven't seen the last season I didn't know there was a last season oh the best love Treme. I know I got to finish it I love that show but Bosch is great cuz it's just it's like a uh kind of a procedural series Tidious Welliver yeah man Tidious Weaver that's what it was Tidious Weaver anyway anyway we're losing it on Tidious but, um, that's just my point. Oh, I mean, cool, I think that it's just, it's great to appreciate what's going on right now and not look back and say, Oh, it was great back in the day or it'll be great one day. It's like, it's great now. Like people should not be complaining about anything. They're not being, it's like almost every night there is a great show or something available to watch new on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. That's yep. like, just fantastic like auteur driven or television that's just out of this world man and i'm not even going to say and some of it's episodic and some of it's serialized and you know we haven't even mentioned two and a half men yet right oh the revival yeah yeah it's coming back i think don i think it's going to be donald matt and you right solo you're going to do the charlie sheen guy right 
<laughs> I could definitely do that. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Axel. It's been great to talk a little peaks with you. A couple things I want to say before we exit. Um, you know, I love you. Of course, that's goes on, you know, unquieted or whatever. I don't know. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I want to say one thing. Um, after watching episodes three and four of Twin Peaks, I guarantee you right now, Kyle McLaughlin will be nominated for an Emmy. I'm going to go on the limb there. He's freaking doing amazing work. Um, I had something else to say and I totally forgot. Um, oh, Michael McKeon and um, Rhea Seahorn and Bob Odenkirk on Better Call Saul. Uh, unbelievable. Especially the, there's a, like a kind of trial episode. Um, fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Some of the best acting I've seen in a long time. I mean, there's a lot of great acting out there, but it was just so well done. And uh, and also, um, you know, we don't have time to uh, talk about the arrival uh, this week, so we'll have to bump it till next time. Yeah, yeah that's true, man. So, hey, hey, and you're not even up on the leftovers, right? I have never seen an episode. I always, I'm sorry, I always forget, man. You got to watch the leftovers. That's uh, you'll watch it at some point. So like, yeah, no, at some point I definitely I will. Um, you know, I, I wanted to catch up just to listen to you and a Hus podcast, but I just didn't have the time. So ev- eventually I will, um, I will check it out. That's definitely on my list. Yo. And you know what? He's recapping, dude. We're doing a recap. Uh, he's doing, dude, he, he's bringing it. I heard through oh, the interwebs. Dude, he is. He's doing a great recap, man. He's like doing notes, bro. He's like putting hours into that work, son. Hours. When, when Ahus wants to, boom, he brings it. There's no wake up, Ahus. My girl in Colorado. <laughs> There's, he, just bring, he brings it. He brings it hardcore. All right, man. The film All right, list. Well, the film list. Yep, part of the DVR Podcasting Network. And sorry for the arrival. We have to push you off next time. But for Axel Foley, I am Heath Solo. Remember, there's pretty cheap rates at the Great Northern. Check it out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.